This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. This is SEN's NBL show with Braden Hesselhurst. Now close, turn it over, straight in the path of Scott Sobey, pulls up from the foul line, nothing but net. A show built for Australian basketball fans. Welcome to the NBL show on SEN. I'm your host, Braden Hazelhurst. The first edition of the show here on SENQ follows on our coverage of the Brisbane Bullets Home Games Live, uh, brought to you by Karina Leagues Club as well. Adam Ford, the Cairns Taipans coach, is the luckiest man in the NBL at the moment. We'll tell you why in a second. Today on the first edition, we'll break down the Brisbane Bullets season so far. We'll have our Brisbane Bullets assistant coach and NBL legend, Daryl Mac mcdonald join us for an interview as well. I'll go through my top dogs after round three of the National Basketball League. My players or teams who are on the radar so far this season. Not that they're in trouble, but just to keep an eye out. And then we'll preview round four coming up in the NBL starting tonight with the Adelaide 36ers hosting the Southeast Melbourne Phoenix as well. But the big news that has dominated the headlines across the NBL over the past week and a half is the Aaron Bain suspension after the incident between him and the Cairns Taipans in round two at Nissan Arena. Of course, it all started with a bit of an altercation between him and Lat Mayan uh, Cairns forward during the second quarter where Aaron Baines wasn't happy with an elbow he copped to the face. Went after the referees in, in, in a way that you really don't see here in the NBL. You see it more from coaches and players in the NBA, but he wasn't too happy. He got a technical foul then and then stormed off, uh, got a technical foul on the bench following that, but it was at halftime where the real drama started. First of all, on the way out, and Nissan Arena is the only venue in the NBL where both teams go out the same tunnel. And Aaron Baines waited for Latmay and had some more words before giving him a little bump as well. But it was later during the halftime break where things really got taken to another level. Coach of the Cairns Taipans, Adam Ford, was waiting outside one of the rooms back there at Nissan Arena before Aaron Baines made his way out and was walking down the tunnel and Adam Ford decided to exchange some more words with Aaron Baines and and pointed at him with his hand-making contact with Aaron Baines' chest. From there, it really turned ugly where Aaron Baines pushed coach Adam Ford against the wall before being separated from Adam Ford by his teammates. And he was then ejected uh, from the game, wasn't allowed to take any further part. And during the week, Aaron Baines was given a five-game suspension. Uh, I was pretty shocked with the length of the suspension, but in saying that Aaron Baines did deserve some suspension as well with the way he went about talking to the officials and pushing Adam Ford against the wall. But the NBL cleared Adam Ford of any wrongdoing during the week. Now, I don't know how that happens when a coach makes contact with a player and really escalates a situation to a new level like it did with Aaron Baines. Now, I'll take you through some instances where another coach has been suspended. So December 2022, Sydney Kings coach Chase Buford missed a match against Tasmania after breaching a one-game suspended sentence from the previous season, and he kicked an LED sign 
in that game famously broke it as well. Now, this is more serious than that to me because Adam Ford made contact with a player, really taking it to a new level. And that's just something as a coach you don't do, especially when it's someone like Aaron Baines and you don't want what to happen next and you don't want Aaron Baines to really turn things physical. So I think Adam Ford was really lucky to escape any punishment there. He wasn't even given a fine. Uh, he escaped with no suspension and he was sort of away from all the hype around what had happened as well. He went to the United States for the Kansas Taipans games against the NBA teams. And as I said, he, he can return to coaching next round when the Taipans return to the NBL court. But I think he was really lucky to escape any suspension. Now joining us on the NBL show is Brisbane Bullets assistant coach and NBL legend, Daryl Mac mcdonald Really appreciate your time. Um, first of all, um, a, a really good start for you guys. Started the season with um, two pretty impressive wins, but three losses on the trot, despite being pretty close losses as well. And, you know, you've had some absences, obviously, with Aaron Baines missing as well. What are your thoughts on, on where the team is sitting at the moment? Um, I mean, we still uh, we still right where we kind of want to be. I mean, we, those games are always going to be t- they were going to always be tough. Again, when we also don't have Bannon, like losing Josh Bannon early, but then you you know you lose Banger, and um, for the two games you're playing the two top teams, who everybody says and you know they're the, they're the yardsticks. Those are the two teams that's going to probably be in the finals, and you know we go in those games with a with a mentality that we're going to that we're going to win. You know what I mean, and you know the Sydney game was a tough, was a tough loss. It's you know our early, you know like some of the early starts of our games haven't hasn't been great. As you mentioned, um, they're the yardsticks for the NBL and have been for for several seasons now in the Sydney Kings and Melbourne United, going down to both, but obviously came back against Sydney um, and showed uh, you know really good signs in the comeback there, and and even in the fourth quarter against Melbourne United, came back and. You know, Brisbane fans probably not used to that. So, been used to some some big losses over the years, especially recently. What do you What do you think you got out of those two games against the powerhouses in the Sydney Kings and Melbourne United? Again, it's the, the, it's the fact that we like we know we can play with them. Like when we when you know when we're doing what we're supposed to do. Like a lot of the game is based on scout. A lot of the game is based on individual scout. And if we stick to those to those things. You know, we know we give ourselves a chance, and that's what again both of those games like we let guys do exactly what they wanted to do, and that that kind of changed changed the the outcome of the game. You know what I mean? But we we trying to get we're going in every game trying to win. Like we're not going in the game to compete. Like we want to get that narrative out of there. Like we 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 trying to win. You know, people say, oh, you guys competed really well, and you know you compete. No, you suppose that's our job. Your job is to compete. Right, we're going in the game trying to win. We're not going in to compete. You know what I mean? Like, so when we play those teams, again, it's 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 a lot of the it's little things. The game is it's a lot of little things that happens in the game that that can cause you to lose. You know what I mean? And when you play in those teams, those tough teams like that, you can't have those mistakes. And again, that's exactly what the, it's the one thing that happened to us. You know what I mean? We got to be you got to be on the ball. You got to be spot on with everything everything we're doing. Again, that's what that's that's what the game is. You got to be right on point with everything you're doing, and you give your, you give yourself an opportunity. You know what I mean? Like we got another tough game coming up Saturday and um, against Southeast. You know what I mean? So we we putting putting together the scout and everything we wanted to do, and we just got to be able to take it in the games. You know what I mean? But 
again, they're playing hard and doing all we, we, we We're going to do that. We don't need – that's another thing. We got to stop feeling like we're getting down and uh, let's play hard to get back. No, we got we to gotta do that from the start. When we do that from the start, we give ourselves a chance. Hey, D-Mac, mate, we're just going to take a quick break and we'll be back with more of your chat straight after. We're back. This is SEN's NBL show with Braden Hesselhurst. Sobe with some footwork in the jam with authority. A show built for Australian basketball fans. Welcome back to the NBL show on SEN. Daryl McDonald, the Brisbane Bullets assistant coach and NBL legend, is my guest here today. As I've mentioned, mate, you, you've been, you know, used to success throughout your career and, and won a, uh, an NBL championship as an assistant coach down there with Melbourne United as well. But Brisbane fans probably been starved of that success since they've been back and especially in the last couple of years. Got off to that great start and then, you know, had this three-game losing streak. But as I've mentioned, so, shown some, um, some great signs. Some fans will say then, uh, you know, same old Brisbane. What makes this team different to the past Brisbane teams that you've seen as an as opponent, an opposition assistant coach? Um, like we again, the one. Let's go back. The league is a lot, a lot closer than what people think. Like, there's no easy beats. Like, you know, you're just not gonna walk in the stadium no more, and you know you gotta win. You know what I mean? And that's the one thing we we're gonna create here. Like, you're not coming in here and beating us. We we're not gonna let teams just come in here and think they're gonna beat us. Like they like they have over the years, you know what I mean. And we put this we put this team together based on the people. It was always a it was always a defensive mindset when we put this team together. You know what I mean. So you bring in Shannon Scott, you bring in Mitch Norton, you bring in uh, Sam McDaniel, Isaac White, like all all really good defenders. Right. That was a, that was that was the plan. But then you got you got your bigs. Like we got three solid bigs. Right. And then you go. You got guys that can put the ball in the hole. You got Nathan Sobey who can put it in the hole. You got Chris Smith that can put it in the hole. We just got to get all of that together. Like, we just got to put it all together. You mentioned Nathan Sobey, mate. Uh, Leading the league in in points at 23 points per game. He's been really impressive and and most of all getting to the foul line as well um, in in big games and and really doing damage from there uh, against the opposition as well. But probably what isn't being spoken about enough is the impact that Shannon Scott has had on Nathan Sobey's game. You know, Brisbane Bullets for years um, have said how we need a, oh, sorry, how the Bullets need a point guard alongside Nathan Sobey to free him up so he can get back to his aggressive self and do what he does best. Can you take us through the influence that Shannon Scott has had, not only on the team, but on freeing Nathan Sobey up to play his game as well? Uh, yeah, again, going back to going back to recruiting, that was the one, you know, we talked about, like, we've gone through all these different players, and we thought, you know, here's a guy that's actually been in the league, like, he knows the league, he's playing the league last year, and what the, what he does well is he, he can run your team, and he plays the, and he can get people involved, right, so where that helps us is it actually takes souls off the ball a little bit, like, over the years, when you come and play Brisbane, the ball is in Sobey's hands, Sobey's hands, now, not, I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but Again, you got another guy where you can, you know, we can take the ball out of your hands, and then Soles can get it on a, on a second touch, and then do what Soles does, because he, you know, he's a he's a scorer, man. He has an he has an ability to put the ball in the hole, but when he has to pound it and pound it and pound it all the time to do that, that kind of takes us out of what we want to do. And you know, with us, I think it's it's for us. I think for us to be successful, it's going to be ball movement. You know what I mean? So let the ball, let's keep the ball off the ground. Again, now if you got it, you know, in a second touch. 
Now you do what you do. So this is where Shannon comes in. Again, he can run your team. He's going to defend on the other end. But he knows where shit, you know, he knows where Sobs is. He's going to find Sobs. And and lastly, you know, mate, he, lastly, a, a, a stat that you won't like, but six straight losses at John Kane Arena for the Brisbane Bullets. Obviously played there on the weekend. Just quickly, how do you get the win this weekend against the Phoenix? Stop Mitch Creek. To stop him, but their guards are really good, and they got and they got the big fella, big Alan Williams coming back. So it's gonna be a tough, it's gonna be a tough, tough one. But we again, we I think we got the we got the pieces to go down there and get them because we got we got the guards that can match up with their guards defensively. And the, the Creek Creek is a different animal. We bring Josh Bannon back this week, so that's that's gonna help us a little bit also. No worries, mate. All the best this weekend, and thanks for joining us on the uh, the NBL show. Yeah, no, I appreciate it. Thanks. How good to chat to NBL legend Daryl McDonald and Bullets assistant coach. Now, just wrapping up the Brisbane Bullets season to date, obviously we're covering all their home games at Nissan Arena thanks to Karina Lee's club, but they started with that two-game winning streak. were really impressive too before dropping the last three to Cairns, Sydney and Melbourne. Now, I do think there are some positive signs in there, though. I think the teams have passed, the Bullets teams have passed, would have really fallen away and had big losses in those games, but they really stuck with it and gave themselves a chance uh, going down the latter end of those games. Now, just going through some stats, I I speak throughout the NBL coverage, the NBL live coverage, how much the new recruits for the Bullets have brought to this team. Now, just their their leaders in plus-minus this year. Starts with Tyrell Harrison, who's been impressive, especially with Aaron Baines out. He leads the way with plus-19. But the other two, Mitch Norton, plus-15, and Sam McDaniel in plus 12. So the impact they're having on this Bullets team with their defensive energy, leadership, especially leadership for Mitch Norton, but Sam McDaniel's been one of the best players, probably aside from Shannon Scott and Nathan Sobey for this Bullets team. So being really impressive. At the moment, the Bullets are second best in defensive rating at 107.9 points per 100 possessions. So really changing the narrative that the Bullets teams in the past haven't been great defensively. So as I mentioned, Adimac, they got a six game losing streak at John Kane arena. So they'll be aiming to break that against the Southeast Melbourne Phoenix this weekend. Now some regular segments we're going to have on the NBL show, starting with Braden's top dogs. I spoke about the defense for the Brisbane bullets being one of their strengths so far, but no team's defense really compares to Melbourne United at the moment. Dean Vickerman has got that team humming on all cylinders on the defensive end. They lead the way at 98.9 points per 100 possessions. They just, they give up just 76 points per game. Now they are suffocating their opponents. They've given up 67 points, 74, 80. That was in a loss to Tasmania and 81 on the road to Perth. So only giving up 81 to Perth at RAC Arena is a hell of an achievement. And then only 78 against Brisbane. That's sensational. And so that Melbourne Melbourne United team, to me, you really got to go through them because their defense at the moment is strangling their opponents. My second top dog is top dogs, actually. The Sydney Kings' bigs duo of Jordan Hunter and Jonah Bolden. Now, they've covered the, the losses of Xavier Cooks, the last year's MVP, and the combination he had with import Tim Suarez. Together, they averaged 26.6 and 14 last year. 
Now, Jonah Bolden coming in off two years off after playing for the Philadelphia 76ers in the NBA. He's been impressive, but Jordan Hunter in that starting role, averaging 11.6 and 6.2 rebounds. And then Jonah Bolden averaging 9.8 points and 8.8 rebounds. Together, that's 22.4 points per game and 15 rebounds. They've been sensational. They're my top dogs. And the second of my weekly segments is On The Radar. My first team to focus on this week is the Adelaide 36ers. They got their first win against Illawarra last week at home, all thanks to next star Trenton Flowers, who had 23 points, including 18 in the fourth quarter. He was sensational. But they really struggled early on, and now they've signed former Sydney Kings guard DJ Vasiljevic as well. So my thing with Adelaide is I think they needed a big rather than a guard. Now you've got... Where do you play Trenton Flowers? You've got Mitch McCarron, Sunday Detch, Jason Kadee, Trey Kell. As I mentioned, next star Trenton Flowers is hitting his straps as well. And now you've got to find minutes for DJ Vasiljevic as well. He'll help them on the scoring end, but they give up the most rebounds per game at 42.2 and the most offensive rebounds at 13.4. So they're really going to struggle in that area. My second is the Perth Wildcats. They're struggling. They have a, a, a loss to the Sydney Kings in their last outing, the third worst defensive rating and dead last in rebounds. Now, they've been saying across the offseason that defense and rebounding is the area they want to fix. And I think that it are, those are the main areas they need to address if they're going to be any sort of threat for the title this year. But my biggest thing, even before defense and rebounding, is they need to get Bryce Cotton going, the former MVP. He's only averaging 16 points a game, shooting just 36% from the field and 28% from the three-point line. To give you an indication, last year he shot 24 point, uh, He averaged 24.2 points per game, shooting 36% from the three. And then last championship year in 2019-2020, he shot the three at 39% and averaged 22.9 points per game. So before they fix the defense and the rebounding, they need to get their MVP going or their no hope. And just before we wrap up uh, today's edition of the NBL show, the NBL draw for round four st- tips off tonight in Adelaide with the 36ers taking on the Southeast Melbourne Phoenix. Friday, it's the Illawarra Hawks hosting Melbourne United. Saturday, the Phoenix host Brisbane and Adelaide host Perth. And the round finishes with Melbourne United hosting New Zealand. That's all we have time for. We'll catch you next week on SEN.